This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the great show on earth. It is the Seagull Social Podcast and I'm your host Maz and of course I'm joined by Ben and Ryan and it is episode, no, season three, episode one. Look at that, Yes, boys. it is, mad. We made it. Pleasure. So you know what? Look around. Pleasure to be back. Look around, guys. How beautiful it is. Look. Oh, yeah. Whoa. We've got, Look oh, at this. lovely, beautiful. 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 Can you see the new graphics, guys? New, new, new plates. Yeah, <laughs> it looks alright. <laughs> can you tell? We've had a little glow up. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> yeah, not not us, but the templates. Um, no, yeah, R- Ryan, how, how are you doing? I know you're you're a little bit um you're a little bit COVIDy at the moment. So you, yeah, are you can holding I be bothered, up right? mate? Yeah, yeah, all good. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. At least Brighton won eight. Like that's the one good thing at the minute. Uh, there you yes, go. Mate. How about you, boys? Yeah. To ch- cheer you up a little bit. Yeah, I'm yeah, alright, sure. mate. I'm alright. Ben, how, how are you? Yeah, hungover as fuck. I went out to. So I was out what a surprise. after the game. Season three, nothing's changed. We was, we'll, we'll lose or draw, we were going out. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great night. Ended up in Shush. Uh, <laughs> to the crack of dawn, y'all. Yeah, it was good fun. Oh, did you see uh, Aaron, Aaron Connolly in Shush? No, or? no, I didn't. No, no, no. He's, uh, He's right a, out of Venice. I too guess, busy in Venice. Yeah, too busy yeah, living, Venice, his, living his new life. Girls. Yeah, what about you, Matthew? No, you nice. said, haven't you? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I haven't really been up to much. Just had a chilled run. Obviously, watched Brighton on, on uh, yesterday. I was fucking shouting the house down. If anyone follows me on Instagram, mm. I put a little video up there. Me, yeah, <laughs> my dog started going mad because I was. I, I, went, I went a bit too crazy with my celebrations, and he just started going like mental. Oh, uh, but no, amazing. So let, let's 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 crack on with it, boys. Obviously, what a start to the season. First game of the season. Incredible. Beating Man United for the first time ever at Old Trafford, mad which of course is. Uh, it's a great feat and also as well off the back of the 4-0 win last season to then beat them um, first game of the season 2-1 at their own ground is in huge that and Pascal Gross in that fashion yeah mm. exactly yeah. the referee tried to cheat us but we'll get we'll get on to all of that so quickly then let's start Ben kick us off mate Just we'll start just with your general thoughts on the game and then we'll obviously dissect it a little bit more well, I mean, it couldn't have been a better start. And you all laughed at me. I know he didn't score, but you all laughed at me about me saying Welbeck top goal scorer. He's a new guy. He's a new man. He's a new player. He was clutch. Welbeck hit the gym. He was clutch. And he's coming in he He's was. coming in clutch. He bullied both of them. I know Maguire's a fridge and obviously he's playing next to someone that's smaller <laughs> than both of you. But regardless, <laughs> oh, the, the centre-back cost 57 million or whatever from the area Eredivisie. And yeah, Welbeck bullied them. And of, of course, Pascal Gross, who people... Were scared that he was going to leave at the end of last season. Signed a new deal and became the goat. You know, Ronaldo, like you said, what did Ronaldo say? He was like the king returns yeah. or something like that. Now the king, the king plays on Sunday. The yeah, king plays on Sunday, and yeah, the king was passing gross. Absolutely tore him up. That's his sixth goal against Man United. What a record! Yeah, and I think he scored the most, second most amount of winners against Man United 
I heard a match of the day wow. too. Oh, uh, right. Danny Murphy was the one that actually was first. But yeah, wow. what a day. There's a, a stat for you. What a day. Speaking of time, against, obviously a dodgy goal, sorry, that they scored, which was a bit unfortunate. Could have been handball, but obviously we'll get onto that. But yeah. Yeah. Regardless, uh, unbelievable. Uh, and Ryan, yeah. what were your general thoughts on the game? Mate, yeah. Unbelievable result, obviously. I think, to be fair, second half, United were very unlucky. I'll give them that. I, I won't come on here and say, like, we absolutely destroyed them. First half, Definitely, definitely, completely deserved to even, you know, we could have been three or four nil up in the first half. We were absolutely all over him. And, and United, uh, you know, we speak about Martin as, a, as as we go on to him, but he was all over the place first sort of 15, 20 minutes. I think, if anything, maybe we started a bit slowly. But honestly, United were there for the taking in the first half. And they, they looked like a team that were going through that transition period, you know. Um, obviously, second half, they came back a bit, to be fair. But yeah, overall, we were just... We were too good. And it's full credit to Graham Potter. He was absolutely got it spot on, as always, seemingly these days. And um, Potter ball masterclass, both the goals that we scored. But yeah, we'll get into them properly. But ah, fantastic, fantastic yeah. way to start the season. Hey, what, what a day, what a day it was. And let, let's, yeah, let's start off with them with the first half and we'll dissect the first half firstly. So I, I'll just start with me. I personally thought that um, first 10 minutes, like I thought United looked okay like looked pretty good mm. um but then from like 15 minutes onwards i felt like we just grabbed the game by the horns yeah. i felt like we were the much the better team in the first half um and let's talk the first goal then first goal um great build. i thought the build-up play was incredible ryan just talk us through the how 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 good was the goal in terms of the build-up play obviously you know the finish was, was great mm. but well pretty pretty great but just talk us through the build-up play yeah, mate, that was literally, literally possible. And I think, I think the the first, the first, as I say, first ten minutes, we were quite shaky, and and I was worried a bit. I was thinking, oh god, there's some serious gaps. You could tell Basima wasn't there. You could tell Kukurea wasn't there, and it was a bit like, oh, okay, maybe we could be in with a bit of a sticky one. Um, but then I just, I don't know how United did it. They seemed to just shoot themselves in the foot from, from minute sort of fifteen, and all of a sudden Brighton were everything that you would expect them to be like Graham Potter plays. And Caicedo was, was absolutely rampant again. It, it seemed like he was up for it. So like he good. was at the Amex back in May. He was, he was right on it. Caicedo again. And yeah, point to prove again a, a against Man United because they rejected him, didn't they? So yeah, point yeah, to prove yeah, yeah, exactly. Again against Man United. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it, he was just absolutely on it. And, and, and yeah, it was it, Pascal Gross got his fifth goal at the time against Manchester United and, thoroughly deserved as we as we said earlier it was funny because he's been this man that's been so split on opinions for such a long long time and now I think most of the fan base say he's an Albion legend I say he's an Albion legend as well and it, it, since since he's, he's had this little like shaky part where he could have potentially gone he seems to have just turned into a completely different beast he's like uh, you know aging like a well, fine wine literally mm. no 100% and and Ben uh, what were your thoughts on well, yeah, it, just in general, the the first goal, how we went about, you know, getting through Man because I felt like the Man United defence, albeit very, very poor, I thought we'd done very well with the mm, passes yeah. we made, and like it was actually credit mm. to us how, how we actually went about that first goal. But yeah, what were it, your thoughts? Well, we we won the ball back, didn't we? We we were all mm. over them like a rash, like we were pressing them so high up, it was so good to see. Mm. And uh, yeah, like Welbeck looked like he had like eighteen year old legs. He was running so much, it was, <laughs> it was so good to see. Yeah, and obviously we went win the ball back. Um, we got kind of lucky, I guess, because Welbeck was inches onside, were they? Mm, Just about onside yeah, for that yeah. goal. 
just yeah. just and then obviously Luke Shaw got caught sleeping at the back post but you know we made them pay because we literally flooded that box of people obviously similar mm, to the second yeah. goal we'll get onto but yeah that, that it was sorry I guess it's just the confidence that Potter gets in this team like again Welbeck free agent everyone kind of laughed at us signing him a lot of people did but the confidence mm. if, when players have confidence and your manager gives you confidence you can play at Old Trafford mm. and play passes like that constantly and make them look like the, the smaller team it's it's crazy yeah, 100%. And just quickly on the point that you made about winning second balls, oh, sorry, winning every ball, I thought that was huge yesterday. Like, I remember in the second half, especially, mm. there was that period. Because do, do you remember when, um, sort of, um, uh, it went, they obviously came out like all guns blazing, they proper pushed us up until about, I feel like they sort of ran out of steam in the last 15 minutes. Like, in terms yeah. of, I, I didn't feel too uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Obviously, they were no. a threat, but I didn't feel too... I right. kept but refreshing my phone. We winning every I was ball. worried. I was like, oh, come on, come on. Because I was, I was watching it. Yeah. So my, because as everyone knows around Brighton these days, my Wi-Fi is awful. No. So the, I was obviously watching it on Now TV. <laughs> so I literally couldn't, I couldn't keep up with the game. I was like three minutes behind because my, my Wi-Fi is so bad for the Now TV. So I was just refreshing my phone. It's the only time I allowed myself to do it. And when that full time came in, mate, absolute mm. scenes. Oh mate, mm. and I, I was I was exactly the same. I watch it on Sky uh, on my Xbox, so yeah, I'm always like a minute a minute behind. So <laughs> yeah. I always have to try and get like little little updates to make yeah. sure it's full time. But just talking of um, Danny Welbeck, because we're, we're we're giving him a lot like we all and and also I've been his critic in the past, and we've we've spoken about it in the past about how I still don't. F- yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I have been quite not critical. But I, I wouldn't say I was critical, but I've always doubted if he's the right him. choice for like that. Sp- <laughs> no, 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 no. no I've, ne- I've never hated him. Let's be clear. I've just, I've just doubted. So, like, my, let's, uh, so I'll just say it now because I, I want to talk about Danny Welbeck, and I think it's it's good for us to talk about it. I feel like he's a great player. Okay, I'm, I'm not doubting that. As yeah, we saw yesterday, sure. he is a good player. My my sort of re- reserve judgment or my sort of issue potentially is: is he? good enough to improve us from last season as the starting centre half, uh, striker, sorry. That's my sort of view mm. on Danny Welbeck. Is like, is he capable of staying fit all season, number one? Yeah. And secondly, okay. leading the line uh, as the, that number one striker who will, who will bag you 10 to oh. 15 goals on a consistent basis. That's I would my take this because thinking. I would say, I would say he's more than good enough. Definitely more than good enough. I think the, the biggest question over Danny Welbeck has been his fitness. But we've all seen the photos of, of Welbeck all, all summer, of him, of him absolutely smashing out the gym. And my God, does he look pretty good. And, we, and when you saw him at um, United, he looked so fit and, and, and in a way where he just was, seemed to have an extra yard of pace to everyone else. And it was so weird to, to watch Welbeck all of a sudden go back like 10 years. Uh, it was like watching Welbeck when he was a youngster yeah. for Man United. And he was, he was sort of breaking the lines. And it, it was something that Brighton haven't had in so long. To someone to break the lines, and as you said earlier, the high press was so impressive. And and, and Potter's got a fantastic way. I said to my mate uh, Cal, he's a Man United fan, and I said to him, Potter's got a fantastic way of being able to make the opposition look so poor, which is why everyone always says the opposition were poor in a Brighton way, because Potter seems to make them yes, make mistakes by high pressing and by doing this slow and draining passing. So if you're playing a game, does it? It's draining because you've got to concentrate on that ball going left to right to left to right. And then as soon as you get a minute to get the ball and think about it, Brighton are on to you. And and that's a that's a thing completely down to Graham Potter. Um, and, and Welbeck seems to fit that like a glove now. If he can fit and, and run like he has been, so particularly yesterday, then we are in for a treat with him this season. Because since his surgery, 
he hasn't he hasn't had an injury i don't believe he had that surgery on something that's been bothering him for two or three years since his surgery he hasn't had a problem and you know he pretty much started every game for us since and um, you know full credit yeah, to he's, he's, he's definitely got the quality yeah. and similar to Welbeck nice. as well obviously adam alana them two linking up was like the england 2016 team we literally had them like playing in yeah, the yeah. alana was so good when, when he was in this uh when when I saw that he was in the starting lineup, I was a bit concerned. I was like, oh, we haven't really got too much strength yeah. in that midfield, really. And, uh, you know, Lalana, people, I guess, similar to Welbeck, you kind of, some people, yeah, well, he has doubters, doesn't he, anyway, whether he's fit mm. enough and all that sort of stuff. But he was quality. He was so mm. good. Yeah, him and Welbeck were linking up brilliantly. I think, I think, I think, uh, and I think that's the key thing, isn't it? It's like, we all know their qualities. Like, we both, we, we know that both Adam and Lana and Danny Welbeck possess high quality. You know, some, some might even say beyond Brighton's ability or skill you know those people that don't really know brighton but they might be like oh they're too good for brighton blah blah blah, blah. but the, i feel like when they're both fit and that's and that's the key thing it's like when they're fit that's the when they are because mm. i feel like they're, they're more injured than they, they are fit so that's my only concern with them both but yeah again like you said for Welbeck was fantastic got to give credit where credit's due he was brilliant just never stopped running and he you know presented some really good opportunities for us and, and ran the lines as, as ryan said and then also lalana was just classy as as when he we know how good he can be it's again though and i'm surprised he lost 80 minutes to be honest with you because uh, i saw a lot yeah. of he was getting a lot of stick on he's uh, had a whole summer off to be fair so surely yeah yeah before i forget i know this should cool. be a really positive episode because we just beat man united and we're no, first game of the season and yeah. all. But one concern was, and we spoke about it at the pub when it was happening, we were like looking at the bench and we were thinking, the only person with Prem experience there is Neil Mope. Like, there was no one to bring on that had a bit of experience. And I feel like I, that's what we're lacking now. We don't have that I, Prem I, experience, which is obviously what's to give opportunity to these new people. But obviously, mm. I feel like Potter was hesitant to use the subs. Like, let's not forget, there's five subs he could have used. And he only, mm. I think he brought on Colwell and then Undo for like the two minutes, wasn't it? So, uh, I, so I, I would just... I would disagree. So, well, I, do you remember, I, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but I put it in the chat before. I went, uh, in terms of the bench, if you looked at Man United's and ours, I, I felt like we had more game changers, apart from Ronaldo, obviously, for United. Yeah, game changers, yeah. I, I, I felt like in terms Agreed. of bringing people off the bench, I thought I was, I was you know, we had Sam, Samiento, we had uh, Matoma, Undav, um it's more just like experience Lampy. rather than like game changers. I just think no, about, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Very yeah, I agree. Definitely what really seen I get what both of you are saying. No, I definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree. No, I, I agree. We didn't have the experience on the bench. Like, if you need, I, I suppose though, you could argue we were two one. I'm um, sorry, the score was two one, and it, we actually, in the end, saw the game through. You could, mm. you could argue if you brought those players on and mm. they, you know, we fucked it and we went two two or even lost three two. Then I'd be like, okay, fair enough. We didn't have the experience on the bench, and that's how we lost that game. But it seemed like it was a nice mixture because when Wepu came off the bench, he helped. Yeah. You know, his yeah, legs say, um... being fresh helped. Sorry, sorry, I, I completely interrupted you there. It's, I'm like a few seconds behind you, <laughs> so I don't hear everything. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, no, I, I would say that, um, yeah, in terms of subs, I agree. With, I, I agree with both your points. I think that, yeah, in terms of individual quality, we've got it. In terms of experience, yeah, we probably haven't. But I think that's probably the, the thing that we're trying to do anyway. I'd say that probably the, the, the problem yesterday, and I don't ever talk about problems, but I suppose we've got to as well, because we are a podcast, we've got Analyze as well. So the problem is yesterday probably came from the, yes, you could notice at times Kukura and Basuma were missing, 100%. I think that uh, particularly Basuma's presence wasn't there. I think the, the uh, ball winner in midfield was, was probably the one thing that you would expect us and probably want us to have before the end of the season. And I, I understand people's points on Twitter where they say Caicedo isn't 
Basuma's replacement in terms of like for like is Basuma's replacement in terms of system and, and possibly like to replace like for likes. He likes to replace system players. But equally, obviously, you know, you see yesterday Fulham against, or was it the day before, against Liverpool? The, was it Pena was absolutely brilliant in midfield, holding midfield. He was uh, sort of breaking the play up, uh, putting challenges in, spraying passes. And that's what Basuma did for us. And, and that's the sort of player that I think Brighton do need in our system is, a, is an anchor because at times, you know, as much as it was a fantastic result, historic day, everything was great. At the end of the day, United had some massive, massive chances to, to at least score an equaliser. And mm. I think, you know, another day they took them away. And I think, you know, against a team that was probably better than United, which is crazy to say these days, I think they probably would have took them away. And I think, yeah, that's probably the one, one, one my thing I'd say is, is we do need replacement for Kukur and Basuma. I, I, I probably would stand by that. Although, he might do a fantastic job at left back. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's talk about March and talk about the second goal because he was instrumental in in, in that second goal yeah. as well. Mm. So obviously, Solly March, uh, Pascal Gross started the move. Uh, <laughs> actually, sorry, Caicedo started the move. Yeah. Then passed it to yeah, Gross, who then spread spread it out to Lalana, who then Lalana then spread it out to March, and he had the shot which De Gea parried into uh, Gross's path, and of course he scored. Yeah. So. It was one of those goals, I thought, um, and I'll kick us off on this one. I thought it was, again, Caicedo so done good. really well to win the ball. Um, and then that transition to just up it was, the pitch, It was I literally was... our defensive corner flag to their yeah. defensive corner flag, literally corner to corner in such yeah. quick succession. It was it was such a good move. And I, and I thought that was brilliant. Like that, that transition, that smooth transition yeah. between players, just, you know, Caicedo onto Gross, Gross onto Lalana, Lalana, like everyone was involved. Mm. And I thought that was brilliant. It was mm. really nice to see. And I thought March done really well. I think, I can't remember who, is it Luke Shaw is up against? And he sort of just cut yeah, him up a little sure. bit. Yeah. You know, yeah, gave him a little sort of jiggy, little, you know, one, two step. And then, um, good little shot and De Gea parried it onto Gross. Yeah, and I thought it was a great shot goal. you'll so, see, but you never expect a powerful shot from Solly March, just to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just, just, just <laughs> To get it on, you know. To, to, I thought I was happy that he just made the keeper work, you know, because like, yeah. there's a lot of times where yeah. in that situation he might skew mm. it wide or he'll do a bad cross or mm. you know that end product's not there. And at least he made De Gea work, which then mm. resulted in gross scoring. So yeah, I was really impressed. What were your thoughts, Ryan, on um, on March's involvement in that goal? Uh, yeah, and in general, March's involvement, full stop. I thought he was great from start to finish. Mm. And, I, and I've always been like, you know, I'm not. I'm not a March hater by any means. I, I've never been like a March fanboy. So I'm, I'm sort of in that in-between of like, I'm not, not too sure. Him. But yesterday, I, I think I stand by the fact in it's 20, 20 season, 21, he was so, so good at left back for the whole season. Um, arguably was player of the season to be injured. And he's proven it again. And, and, and although Kukurea will be a big miss, and I, and I stand by that, but I think at the same time, March is more than capable of playing left wing back for us this year. As long as he stays fit and everything, he was he was just brilliant. And it is really, it's really reassuring to know that. And again, this is full credit to Graham Potter. But as soon as a player does go out, the system doesn't collapse, and, and and Brighton don't collapse. We we have that you know safety buffer. It seems, and and it, even if the player on paper would seem weaker than the other. It doesn't seem to matter for us. They still seem to be able to step mm. up, and Potter the seems to still be able to get the best out they? of them. Yeah, and it, there's there's that confidence, there's the almost the arrogance and swagger as well. Maybe sort of strut around, walk the ball around, and and, and rightfully so. It's so impressive to watch, and it, sometimes you you know, especially during that United game, I was just sat there like, wow, this is Brighton. You know, this is the club that we used we to watch in team. League One and etc. 
yeah, it's just like, wow, we really are playing some great football. And to be honest, it looks like everyone's just loving it. And you saw Graham Potter at the end of it as well, going up to all the fans, you know, doing all this. Yeah, Potter so first good. season done that. Potter now seems to just absolutely love it. Mm. But you're speaking about swagger. Obviously, like even Trossard, like um, doing that back heel in a pretty dangerous area, and obviously, yeah. kind of luckily, can't say like, yeah. beat. I think beat McTominay to it or beat Ericsson to it. But yeah, just like having the balls yeah. to do that back heel and set off that yeah. attack. Of course, yeah. everyone's everyone was sleeping. We're just hoping that Dallow was going to press him. But yeah, no, I agree. He with got you. out of it with the confidence. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. And we'll definitely go on to Potter because I feel like uh, we need to talk about how how impressive it is to lose two key players and for him to still keep yeah. us stylistically brilliant. Beating out in a way. Players... What? <laughs> yeah, man, you know, I'll, I'll, just before I forget, but we'll do like a segment with Potter, but just before I forget, it was funny, I was because um, I'm in the office at the moment and I was speaking to a Spurs fan and he actually said, he goes, it reminds me of when Potch was at Spurs and they got to the Champions League final. And it was like, he said that Spurs didn't necessarily have the best squad or the best team, but Poch got them playing to a level where they were playing really yeah. good football and they were getting results. And he said that it, he actually felt like there's a lot of similarities between what Potter's doing at Brighton now. Champions League like, final pending them, boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, you know, it's just true. Like, if, you, if, you look at, if you look at our squad, if you look at our squad, obviously losing Pukare and, uh, um, and Basuma, if you look at our squad, we... You wouldn't you wouldn't put it in like the top ten squads in the Premier League, would you? You'd maybe put it sort of mid table, no. in, in my personal opinion. Yeah. But but he's yeah. he's he's getting them playing, you know, at a, like a uh, sort of six top six, not you know top yeah. four, but top six kind of level. Like beating well, Man United, they expect to be beating, uh, getting sixth mm. place. So we've just beaten Man United. So you know that's the it's the sort of levels. Our we're team playing is literally. At. I mean, particularly Pascal Grossman's on. Yeah, oh, no. and on and on point about the. the Perhaps weaker players. I mean, Pascal Gross is by no means a weak player, right? But, uh, you know, give it about two or three years ago, particularly that 18-19 season, if I remember him rightly, he seemed to just go down. I think this was a, a under shooting at the time. And he yeah. seemed to be playing almost holding midfield. And it, he just got caught out, you know, all the time. And and it was like, you know, is, is Gross going to come back to the level of the first season or was he a one-hit wonder? And the last three years under Potter... He seems to have just revived his career and made him, you know, literally Brighton fans call him an Albion legend now, and I'd agree. And that's, that in itself is like, I don't think people realise how impressive that is to make someone go from a player that looked like he was on the outskirts of a club to becoming a legend. Like, that's just completely polar opposites, and it's full credit again. You can't speak highly enough of Potter. You can just only do it more and more. 100%. And um, going on to then the, the the final goal of the game, um, in the second half, obviously, Man United did push us. I, I felt like they definitely created some chances. Uh, they looked uh, at times the better side, but we obviously stood strong. But the, the, the goal from the corner, um, there was obviously there was shouts of what? Uh, handball. Oh. There was shouts of offside. United did nothing there in was... that goal. <laughs> if we literally yeah. did the whole thing to ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, so let's just talk then um, about the goal because defensively we looked a bit shaky, didn't we? And also last season, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, we did struggle sometimes to set pieces, didn't we? Um, so do you think do you see that well, yeah, being an Sanchez issue? Was a bit flappy, isn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. Do you see? Do you see that, Ben? We'll start with you. Do you see that being an issue coming into the season? As in, do you think we'll be susceptible from set pieces and you know defending set pieces, or do you think it was just a one-off? And Sanchez usually is pretty reliable when it comes to those kind of situations. Mm. Well, obviously, we we know we had like three goalkeeping mistakes in pre-season. Two of them were from Sanchez. 
And obviously, you already have one again this season. And he seems to like, we were talking about the pub again, but right, he seems to blame other players around him. But in that moment, yeah, he had no one yeah. to blame but himself. He literally, yeah. Um, yeah, like it was like I think Dallow was in front of him. No one was pushing him from behind. Um, there wasn't really anything he could complain about. To be honest, he just flapped it and just, yeah, yeah, messed up again. And obviously, it's kind of like um, if shit, well, a shit situation when you've got Sanchez trying to dive for it, McAllister trying to clear it. It's just natural instinct to both try and clear it at the same time. It would be really, really, really harsh if you would say they should have communicated a bit better. But you know, in that moment, the ball's about to go in. You're just going to do anything you can to try and get rid of it, but um, 100%. Yeah, I think yeah. Sanchez. I, but yeah, going back to your question, sorry. I think yeah, I I would be surprised if we do see a few more mistakes like that from Sanchez. Um, it doesn't seem like he's improving from those from those errors that he seems to be making. And, and Brian, do you agree? Like do, do you agree with that? Do you agree with that, Brian? <laughs> what are you on about? Uh, no, I I had my eyes closed when that happened, so I don't know. But um, in terms of <laughs> Sanchez overall in the game. I, I thought. Um, I thought to be fair, he he had some fantastic saves, and I actually put the tweet out. Yeah. Um, as I put the tweet out, he he then conceded that awful flap, and it was really annoying because I just put out a say now he's made some fantastic saves and savers. I think the the corner that was it led to was was a fantastic save, and and then before that as well, the the one on one with was it Rashford? I think went through. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Like cut across from Ronaldo, Rashford, yeah, that was it. And he sort of like Schmeichel-esque spread his body and, and got a hand on it. It was a it was a great save. So, you know, for me to come on as Sanchez would be, you know, suicide for me and not only just because of that, but you know, but I think um overall I thought he was he had a he had a great game. But yeah, that, that um that mistake was was quite poor. That but then I suppose you could also that put that down to first game of this yeah, first game of the season, you know, like I can I can let that slide a lot more than probably if it was mid-season this year. Um, but like you know, overall fantastic. And I, him and Dunks were just colossal at the back for us, like really were. Oh, he's fantastic. Uh, just just quick one on that, Ryan. Going forward, then do do you see set pieces and that defensive um, potential frailties? Do you see that being an issue this season, or do you think it's, that was just an isolated incident? I think, to be honest, I wouldn't put that down to it because overall we were quite solid from set pieces. I wasn't worried really when set pieces were going in. The, the biggest thing that we got caught was the counter-attack. And I think that the big part of that, as I said earlier, it was the, the lack of Kukwe and Basuma. That may be more quality. Uh, you know, we can talk about how, you know, it's having players that are up for it and, and you know, morale's fantastic. <clears throat> but overall, I think, if you've got a if you've got less quality in the side, naturally when it comes to a, a counter attack led by Christian Eriksen, Ronaldo, and um, Marcus Rashford, these are all quality players, you know. So they're going rapid to be able players. to exploit that. Um, yeah. Rapid and, and and very very intelligent players as well, particularly Eriksen yeah. and Ronaldo. So mm-hmm. you know when you when you've got that coming against and you haven't got maybe that quality at the at the back or in holding midfield, then that we could be caught. But I, I do believe that we will replace at least a left back this summer. But I, we'll see. I hope so. Yeah, so speaking of that um, that chance, obviously Ronaldo went through on goal, and it reminds me of the again what happened in the first half when Welbeck went through on goal, one on one with De Gea, and the Lana puts flag up when he oh, should have put mate. flag up. Yeah, that was time. I was dead. I was. I was yeah. livid. We mm. were all so livid because yeah. obviously I think he was on side, mm. 
Um, but obviously, you're, you're, the linesman get told to not put the flag up, but yeah, for some reason he did. That's why. And I, then when Ronaldo's through and goal, he didn't put his flag up. That's why I didn't understand. Like, but why is that? Why is there one rule? Like, why yeah, do they let exactly. well, some it's play? Because it's Man United at Old Trafford. It's Man United at Old Trafford. Oh my God, we said it at bang on the same time. <laughs> right, just just quickly before we sort of got to digress. Um, just quickly before I forget, because uh, we talk about set pieces. Do you remember when um, uh, we were attacking? We had the, we had a free kick in the second half, and it was Malassia against Dunk, who's about five foot five. Oh yeah, and, and then and then Martinez. I think it was Webster, and it was just brilliant because it was like the two shortest guys on the pitch marking the two tallest guys yeah. on the pitch. So. I saw Rashford's face like Maz talking think, about um, height because <laughs> sure. Melassi started like holding um, the person that Rashford Ryan. was marking, and then Rashford was like hitting Melassi's arm away. He was like, I think he was looking around, and be like, "Fucking hell, why are we marking these lot like these, the giants on the pitch?" And, got, and even Col- Colwell, when Colwell came on as well, like he's yeah. he's, he's not short exactly. Yeah, so Colwell was, was massive, isn't he? Yeah, I was really so, surprised by that. He looked really big. I, 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 I was like, "Whoa!" Okay. Yeah, but don't worry, lads. You're still short kings, and uh, don't listen to the haters. <laughs> all right, mate. Uh, yeah, Steve <laughs> came on like Melassi, didn't he? Lamptey turned him inside out. Oh, Oh my god! You yeah, to, you got to hack him down. I was gonna, talk, I was gonna talk about that. Let, let's talk about Lamptey's because obviously Lamptey, we we were disappointed last season in terms of his injuries. He was out a lot of the season. It was it's quite sad to general, see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was quite sad to see just because of how well he did the previous season. Um, how key do you think he'll be to this season? And do you see him starting? Uh, you, like taking that that that, that right wing back spot as his own this season back again or or do you see him now because of his injuries do you think Potter's a bit wary and we'll start with Ryan on this one I thought Lamptey was sharp when he came on like he, he I even put a tweet on I think at the in the moment I said he's he looked like the the Lamptey of old, of old so I, I have got COVID <laughs> but um, yeah he, he he looked like the Lamptey of old and and he was sort of you know taking on yeah, it was Malassia, wasn't it? He he slept on his mm. bum, and that turn of pace, and you know that that more so confidence take on players, which we haven't seen from Lamptey as much since his injuries, was really reassuring. I thought because you know you are at Old Trafford, you know the 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 prestige of playing against United is there, regardless of what people think, and and then to be a young player and take taking on players like that, <coughs> it's impressive. And uh, yeah, I think Lamptey's definitely got uh, hopefully a, a redemption season in because I just think he's. Seems like a nice boy, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. and I, he's a nice guy, isn't he? and he can play as well. So that's always good. Um, and, 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 and Ben, play. just just quickly, Ben, thoughts on Lamptey? I think, yeah, I think it'll be tough for him to get in the side. Obviously, if we don't replace Cucurella, we're probably more likely to see Sonny March move from right wing back to left wing back, which will then obviously free up that space. Unless then Veltman goes right wing back, like we have seen him. But I think, yeah, I feel I feel like he's got to try and beat Solly March in training I guess because Solly's holding that right wing back position down pretty well um, obviously he did get switched I'm pretty sure he got switched flanks a couple of times so mm. yeah I don't think it would be as easy as it probably would have been last season uh, to get back in the team um, but yeah I think yeah, I just mm. think it would be quite tough sorry my brain's absolutely frazzled at the moment that's, that's alright um, that's alright yeah. cool alright um, so then uh, let's talk about there's, some, there's three key decisions I, I want to talk about in this game because I felt like the officials tried their best to, to you know lose us that game yeah. so let's let's talk through each three ones and we'll start from like in chronological order so the first one uh, and we'll go along the line. So Ben, you start us off, and then Ryan, you, you, last night. The first one is, of course, Tom uh, McTominay on Caicedo. So he got booked. Do you think it was a red card? Do you think it was a yellow card or, or red? Um, I think. Well, obviously, not being biased, maybe give him the benefit of the doubt because Caicedo kind of jumped in as well. 
I looked horrendous in slow-mo, but a lot of things do look bad in slow-mo. Mm-hmm. Um, the players didn't really make, and obviously the players did kind of go up to the referee to say something, but they didn't make a massive deal like you sometimes see with those kind of tackles. So mm-hmm. it was obviously borderline on a red. Um, I would have been, I would have been upset, obviously, if our Brighton player got sent off for that. But obviously, it, it looked horrendous. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, obviously, we know what McTominay like. seems take. like a bit of a seems like a bit of a shit house. But I give him the benefit of that. I don't think he kind of meant it. I don't think he meant. Okay, it. Yeah. R- R- Ryan doesn't agree. So Ryan, what what, well, what, what are your thoughts? No, no, those are red. I'm not even being biased. I spoke to, as I said, right. I, I mentioned Kawo. Now. He is the most deluded Man United fan you'll ever meet. And I, I don't care saying it. He is. He, I'll tell him to say He is the most deluded Man United fan you'll ever meet. So for him to even say to me that it was a red and he hates McTominay, he thinks he's an idiot. To me, that says it's a red card. I, I don't, it's I don't probably because he, he hates McTominay, though. Yeah, his studs are up. Yeah, yeah but his studs are up. His, his legs were straight. He, he was a reckless challenge. And I think that yeah, if, you're, if you're putting yourself in that situation, you're, you're risking the chance of breaking the kid's leg. It's a red card. I, I don't. I don't think that that would have changed even five, six, ten years ago. I think that that's a red card any day, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so we got split. Suppose, uh, yeah, my view on it was. So I, I agree <coughs> with Ben. What Ben said in terms of um, Caicedo also did like jump in because obviously how it all came about was it was a poor touch from McTominay. So the ball, he's he's mm. had a poor first touch, and the ball's gone away from him. So he's he's gone he's lunched in to to try and win it back. And then uh, Caicedo's come in a little bit more aggressively as well. But then I also agree with Ryan. Like I basically, I agree with both two, like both of you in certain aspects. And I, and I agree with Ryan. Like he does go over the ball and he does yeah. catch Caicedo on the shin. So you can sort of see both camps. Mm. And I, I would edge heads. more towards. Could have snapped yeah, his I, leg. Edge, like, that's how I look I, at I would, it. It's, it's a leg yeah, breaker. Yeah, I, I edge more towards it being a red. But then I also understand why. Well, well, I sort of don't get when VAR reviewed it, they didn't give the red. So, you know, it was looked at twice. So, no. you know, yeah, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm edging towards the red more than I am the yellow. Yeah. But that's yeah. just, that's just where, where I stand on it. Yeah. All right, and then the second decision uh, was the penalty. Um, well, the one no, that wasn't oh given, but by Martinez, <laughs> Martinez on Welbeck. Um, yeah. it, was, it was a shove in the back. This now, for one, I'll surely start, we will agree on. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. start. I'll start off because what a shambles that was! Like how that was not given as a penalty. It was a. Dis- it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace, as Didier Drogba says. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Um, yeah, like he's just literally. He, he's not even looked at the ball. He's just ran into the back of him. He's branched him in the back, him over. and he's just shoved him over. And I don't know how. And it was looked and at he's by the leg across him as well, which is like literally yeah. a foul. And, and the fact that VAR looked at that and thought, nah, it's not a penalty. Like, that's do what I'm losing the most. <laughs> do you think it's because he was on a yellow card? Do you think if it was a centre-back or other player that wasn't on a yellow, that would have changed the game? Because he would have been sent off. Even if it was a yellow, it would be a second yellow. Do you think that it would have been given if it was a player that wasn't well, already in a yellow? I don't, care, I don't care if he's on no yellows or if he's no, on you know, some, five yellows. Some, some, referees be, of like to, some referees kind of like to give players the benefit of that or keep 11 v 11 so it's but fair. No, but that, that, that's okay. I know oh, it's bullshit. I get, right. I, no, no, yeah. I, I get, I get yeah. your point you're making. I, I get the point you're making, but it's bullshit. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if he's on a yellow or whatever. <laughs> if, it's, if it's a foul, if it's a foul, it's a foul. Like, you can't just yeah. be like, oh, oh, I want to keep the game eleven versus eleven. Like, as a referee, that's a really terrible. If, if referees are referee Old Trafford, way. is what I'm saying. Like, that would have changed. That would have been the game done because he was. He oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it would have been three yeah. nil. It would have been three yeah. nil. It would have been his second yellow. He would have been sent off, yeah. and it's game over. If but Brian player, that would have been given straight away. 
anyway, yeah, so that, that's an easy one I think we can all agree on. Yeah, uh, and then the final one was... Yeah, what was the final one? Uh, I'm just trying to think now. I had the third one. Um, what's the big talk? Oh, Maguire. 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 Because there was, there was a bit of talk oh, about Trussard, Maguire and yeah. Trossard. Yeah, because I saw them two. They were getting yes, into it. Yes. They were getting WWE into it. WWE match. Yeah. And, and, and I, was, I was actually worried a little bit for Trossard because he was he was biting back and he was... You start. You start to get involved, basically. Yeah. And and uh, Potter, I think, identified that and took him off. So I thought. Yeah. I thought Potter done really well there because I saw Trossard start to lose head him a down bit. again, didn't he? After yeah, the, and after they've done like a WWE scrap. move on him. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was. Yeah. So what, yeah. what were your thoughts on them? Like, do you think Maguire was quite lucky to to avoid a second yellow, or do you feel like it was just a bit of you know from both sides, Trossard and Ryan? You kick us off, mate. Hey, the whole game, like not even these big decisions, but the whole game, like. I don't want to just sound like that person that blames us, but the thing is, we won the game, and it still makes me mad as to how some of the decisions in that game were crazy. And even, I say, when you've got Man United fans and Palace fans agreeing with you, I think that's when you know that it's a bit messy. Because I just think, like, especially Palace fans on Twitter, like they would just disagree with everything. So, I don't, yeah, I think that Maguire, Maguire was a lucky boy. Trossard was a lucky boy. He was biting back, yes, like 100%. But Maguire let you throw him on the floor. So, I don't know. And he held him on the floor as well. So, you know, how, how that's... I don't know. I, I didn't know that was Olympic football, but maybe it is. But, you know, it applies to Man United and not the rest. And I think, you know, if, if all of these sort of decisions happened the other way around, they would have all been given in, the, in really the rightful way. So, yeah, mm. it's just playing Man United. And I'm so glad we got one up because, honestly, like, it's just whenever we seem to go there, there seems to be a problem. Sorry, every time I talk, I cop. <coughs> but, yeah, it was just... Messy, absolutely messy. Mm. Yeah, no, 100%. Right, so just to summarise then, boys, um, incredible <coughs> start to the season. Three points at Old Trafford, first time we've ever done it. Um, and it just, I, I think uh, it just sets us off in a really good like mood. So going into Newcastle next week, which of course we'll get on to, yeah. I think it just sets the tone now, hopefully, for the for the rest of the season, fingers crossed. Like it, That positivity is there straight from the off. Because I think it easily could have gone the other way. If we'd lost that game, let's say 3-0 or something, or you know, like or 2-0, 3-0, when we, we just didn't look great, I think that could have just set the tone and we all just go into this season yeah. being like, oh, we've lost Basuma, we lost Kukure, oh, we're fucked. Shit, like, this is terrible. Relegation but, battle. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't, and we're all looking positive and we're all happy. So, yeah, I'm... I'm really excited. So, uh, just talking about Kukurea then, just quickly, we, obviously he left this week uh, to join Chelsea uh, in a £62 million move, which In the I think, bank, Tony Bloom I is think, having a... Yeah. <laughs> let's just, let's just, I just want to give a clap to Tony Bloom because yeah. I feel like... Negotiation. Uh, and Paul Barber and, yeah, whoever it is doing all the, yeah, well done, well done to the club because I feel like We've made what was it nearly so 30 million, 35 million for Basuma, 62, 9500, right? About 150 million from free transfers. Now that's fucking stadium amazing. paid, like, stadium was paid off. Yeah, but stadium didn't even cost that much because you're just, you're just yeah, mental. And, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think that's class. Like, you know, the fact that he's he didn't let Chelsea and Man City bully us, like, they easily could have bullied us into submission and be like, oh, take 40 million, take 35, whatever for Kukurea. But he's like, no, hang about, I'm fucking Tony Bloom, mate. Yeah, mm. and then we got sixty-two million. So I, yeah. think, I think the highest bid that he rejected from City, which is obviously where Cucurella wanted to go and the only club he wanted to go to, in quotation marks, <laughs> was forty million. And they rejected that, and they City were like, "No, we're not doing that." So the fact then Chelsea spent twenty-two million more than City's highest bid mm. is nuts. And yeah, again, yeah. props, props to whoever negotiates that. Tony and but yeah, always, and, and I think yeah, we're, yeah. we're all we're all um, we're all in agreement that we do need to replace those two players. Um, but then I, 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 I saw as well. Cucurella more. Yeah. Is more necessary. Yeah. 
Hundred percent left wing back. I feel like definitely. See, I I think we're more midfield. I just I just felt like there were so many gaps, um, particularly in transition yesterday. I think that was the only thing. And this is the really annoying thing about doing these podcasts and stuff and doing football like this. I said because because I was saying it to Dad like you 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 see the game in in a more sort of obvious way than just as a fan. So I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, but I can see a gap there or I can see that. I'm just like, why do I see this? Because before I would just be able to watch the game in peace and not have to worry about that. Mm. But now, yeah, I can see the gap in midfield and I think it's particularly in transition it was kind of uh, more obvious. But yeah, I agree with the left-back situation because if March does get injured again because he does get the decent, not loads of injuries, but here and there, um, it would be quite bad for us to, to go into that. I think we will though because I think they did say we will. Um but yeah, no, full credit. I'll just say full credit to Blue that. Yeah, no, and also as well, it's funny you should say that because I tweeted out saying, "Oh, we we need to now we've we've made 150 million. We need to reinvest." And I got a bit of backlash from like a lot of fans saying that, "Oh, like you know, we uh, one person yeah. was like, oh, we lost 70 million during COVID." First of all, every club did, so we're not yeah. the only ones. And um, and second of all, as well, yeah. like so, um, I said, someone was like, "Oh, like we can't just keep signing players," and like we have signed players, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they named, they ruled off a few players, but I was like, okay, a lot of them have lo- gone out on loan, like Adingra, uh, Kozlowski, you know, a few players have gone out on loan. And the players that we have signed, that when Kiso, Isn't for example. Isn't he staying, Kozlowski? Uh, yeah, was it Kozlowski? Yeah. Uh, you're thinking no, of sorry, not Kozlowski. Uh, I think he might yeah. be staying, you know. Because that was actually a reassuring point, actually. Um, because the club put a thing on about him saying, you know, that he's got this 27 number. And I was thinking, maybe he could get in a chance because he's meant to, like if you play football manager you'll know <laughs> but he, he looks like a wonder kid yeah and to be fair it you know it's another it's not a typical Brian. you know he'll probably come in a bit like uh, sorry like i say though come back january time and he'll be an absolute well beater and be saying he's worth 70 million just just knowing how he how he seems to roll but yeah i don't know he's he uh he seems like a really exciting one and mm. potentially potentially an internal replacement for that holding midfield but can I you know, should we not replace them maybe quickly that's a quick it. shout out to Alexis Picasso who filled in that deep deep role didn't he which is oh um, yeah which is obviously I don't think he had an unbelievable game but he didn't have a really really bad game good skill the score sheet as well <laughs> but it's yeah. just a it's just a difficult one isn't it you know he's in a very attacking player and he's now putting in this proper deep role so yeah fair play to Alexis I just want to give him a little no. shout out because I know he's definitely 100% do you see his uh, Instagram post as well no, he, what did he um, say he said uh he was like good to get a goal. He was like good to get a goal at Old Trafford or something. <laughs> Did he? Oh, that, that's that's what he said. That's, I wonder why. Oh, that's that. That, that's good chat. Yeah. That is good chat. I've got a lot of time for that. Um, right then, that's final cool. one then, boys. So uh, next game, Newcastle at home. Big game that because um, I feel like obviously Newcastle go into it the back of a win as well. Pretty well, not in the Forest. Still that's impressive win, two 0 um, and obviously we got Belter. yeah Fabian Sharbelter yeah and obviously we go into it full of full of confidence as well. Boris, so two teams down, going down. Boris, <laughs> two two teams going into it with full of confidence. Um, so it should be a really good game. And obviously we all know Newcastle now are you know a, a very decent side um, and they have invested a lot and I'm sure they're going to invest even more so by the end of the, the transfer window. So kick us off, Ben. Uh, what are your thoughts generally, and then we'll sort of try and break it down a little bit more. Mm. It's a difficult one to like predict when it's only like one game in. Obviously, they played a newly promoted team, mm. and to be honest, I thought it was going to be a bit of a tighter game than the two nil. I did. I literally only seen the goals. I haven't really had too much time to watch the highlights or even mm. like the, the kind of long money that Forest has spent. Exactly. Yeah, the money they spent, I thought they would do quite well. But obviously, Newcastle improving even more. 
One thing I've noticed about Newcastle is defensively they are absolutely sound. And obviously they just brought Nick Pope in as well, who's the new goalkeeper, new goalkeeper mm-hmm. for them, sorry. Um, so it'll be, if we do score a goal against them, then it'll be quite a miracle because he had house got them very, very defensively well. Um, attacking, I mean, Callum Wilson. Nah, it's not like, Ben. What? Now we'll we score against Newcastle. No, we will. We will. As I'm saying, we're, but we're I just now. think they're they're better in defence than Man United. That's for sure. Um, yeah, Callum Wilson's always causes trouble for us. Yeah. It? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to be in the West Upper yeah. Rhine near you um, for the game. So I'll give you a shout out before the game. Yeah. I'll see you there. Yeah. Nice. First time I'll be in West Upper about, since what, what like Championship. I don't even know. Don't even know yet. Uh, yeah. What block? I'm not too sure. Oh, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. we'll just text. For people watching, uh, there is a, there is a. a a delay, by the way. So that's why we. Can yeah, slight, slight delay. Um, yeah, and then, and then really Ryan, Ryan, what, what's your it's thoughts really on the on the game? Yeah, I think. Um, I well, I think we've got every reason to be confident for every game nowadays. So I think you know, knowing what we're like, could bring in a couple of players this week. Possibly, you never know. Um, you know, we've got something to do. So now we haven't got some horrible whirlwind of transfer sagas going on about players leaving either. So I think that. You know, the club should be in a bit more of a better place this week than it certainly was last. Um, but yeah, no, off the back of a win against Old Trafford, I think that, yeah, obviously there's a couple of things, but I think overall we're a good team now. And and, and midfield, and we've got so much energy in midfield. I think Inon Wepu was a little bit shaky, actually, against United yeah, for me personally. He looks a bit rusty. For his usual very good standards, he was a bit uh, shaky. Yeah, but yeah, you know, first game of the season, I'll, I'll give him the benefit. Um, but yeah, I think we've got a good team. I, I, you know, we mentioned earlier about the the bench we've got. Potentially, Undav could get a game. Uh, we'd be good to see him get a home debut. Um, we've got Sarmiento. We've got Caicedo potentially working with Mwepu as well. So yeah, we've got a great side. We've got a yeah. great side, and I'm just excited. I want to see all these young players play. You know, I want I want yeah, to see so. them. You know, start to show their South American flair on the pitch as well. Like I, we've seen all the chat. I want to see him now. And also, yeah. actually, just before I finish, um, in CISO, apparently my friend tonight is it? It's Palace um, in the under twenty threes. So if that's, I think oh, it's, Steve, it's tonight or somewhere. Um, but yeah, so it'd be good to keep a little scout watch on him. So, he, so that's why he wasn't day. involved on Sunday. I'm assuming mm. yesterday. Yeah, uh, probably to ease okay. him in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Um, just, just from me um, on the game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident. Uh, just, I just want to pull out some. So I feel like we we don't really do our sort of uh, analysis on the opposition as much as we could. So just quickly, I'll reel off just a couple of like people. Yeah, I think I'll on Patrick Pendy. Uh, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I just feel like going like looking at their team. So this is the team that started against Nottingham Forest. So Almiron, Wilson, Saint Maximan, Joel Linton, Gimaraj, and Willock. Now for a front six. That's pretty decent to be honest. Mm. Like Joel Linton, I thought was fantastic. He he um he looked really good. Like from last season, he's carrying his form uh, on. So you know he was getting mean when he was a bit of a banter player at first yeah. when he first came in. But in the last sort of six months, he's yeah. just it seems like he's settled and he's really coming to his own. And obviously Gimaraj, we all know like he was linked with some big clubs. Mm. He's a good baller. And obviously Callum Wilson loves. Like he's just a poacher. He's he's great up top. Um, and then, like you said, Ben, defensively they got Dan Byrne, Shaw, Trippier, and Target, and Pope obviously in the goal as well. So, like if you look it's around, team. like it's a solid, solid team. Yeah. So um, I think it's going to be a difficult game. Um, I feel like we'll definitely score, and they can potentially score as well for sure with the, with the players on on show. So I'm going to go with. Uh, so I'll start predictions. Sorry, I, I just sort of went into that randomly. Um, I'll go with score predictions, and I say a one all draw. Uh, for me, okay. Uh, Ryan, 
very bright. It's a very bright and Newcastle score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, we did lose to them, didn't we? We lost to them. I yeah, think we've only got one. one loss against Newcastle since promotion. We lost two one uh, at their, their, at their place uh, last so, in yeah. March. But that was during Eddie our that Howe's was like during our record points. This is really annoying. Mm. Yeah, and Eddie Howe's got a great record against us as well, which is kind of, you know probably one of those. But then again, we've got Graham Potter these days, so I'm going to go with. I don't want to just copy you and go one all, but I feel like that's probably going to be no, the I outcome. Think... So I'm going to say one nil and just hope that they don't score. Okay, uh, nice, nice. And Ben? Um, yeah, I'll probably agree with you, man. I'll say, yeah, I'll say one all. Um, quick, well, I know I joked about Almiron, but he actually, like, apparently, according to my Newcastle mate, he actually scored like seven goals during pre-season. Um, so I stuck him in my FPL okay. team. Hopefully he'll become a well really? for me. But hopefully not against Matt yeah. Dawson. After, against us, so. Yeah, yeah, after yeah, Brian yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah one, yeah. one all. Good I do think it one all. Okay, nice. Well, what, what I reckon we should do, and we can talk about it after Ben quickly, cool. but I reckon we should do, start doing our predictions like on, on the Instagram and then get people to interact. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Boys, absolute cracking pod. Of course, all positivity, all good vibes. We beat Man United at Old Trafford for the first time season ever. Season three. Um, and hopefully, season three, we're back with a bang. We've got new graphics. Man. We've got new energy. We've got new vibes. We've got beef with Romano as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all kicking off. It's all kicking off. Right, boys. Um, of course, everyone listening, um, please do hit that. If you're watching on YouTube, sorry, please hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. All that good stuff is much appreciated. And of course, keep streaming it on Apple and Spotify. Um, and comment down below, boys. Our first one back of the season. Oh, yeah, what are Jesus. Going for? Um, Who? Oh, it's got to be uh, uh, the King, Pot the the king plays on Sunday. Oh, cool, that's actually hard. Isn't the, it? the King plays on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that, Maz. Do that. Yeah, the King plays yeah. on Sunday. All right, cool. Yeah, comment down below on yes. YouTube. Yeah, the King plays. Yeah, so, the yeah, King yeah. plays on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, we shall see you after the Newcastle game. Come in the Albion! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.